Hello and welcome to The Bomb Filter, an experimental movie podcast designed with one thing in mind, to determine the worst movie ever made. However, this episode is our first good movie episode, so we're going to take you on a little ride, a nice, relaxing, take-it-easy-the-dude-style comedy. We're very excited to uh, explore with you. So, Rob, why are we doing this? We're doing this because I, I've been having a real bad time because I don't I don't watch movies normally. I don't like my my schedule doesn't permit it really. So we do yeah. this pod and I'm watching nothing but bad movies. And on top of that, I thought it'd be funny <laughs> to in order to make the bad movies seem better to me, I started watching worse movies on whatever off time I have. So I've been watching all the Ernest goes to movies and um, like lots of like stuff. My daughter, I actually been paying attention to Frozen and like Peppa Pig and all that shit. So uh-huh. this, I, I'm really happy today because. This will recalibrate our machines. I think, I think, um, raw deal busted all of our scientific so. data samplers and, um, yep. we're trying to bring everything back up to snuff. I was on hold today with the, um, emotometer overspill people. Um, yep. they work for Tamco and, um, sure. they're yep. going to take it. They're going to get back to me in three days or so. You know, give me an answer I don't yep. like. I'm going to have to escalate it to a supervisor. So by the time we get to Netflix episode, which will be the start of season two, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yes. We'll be able to accurately um, break down these bad movies once again, but we're right now we're glad to be here just to talk about something good for once. Hell yeah, man! It's uh, it's going to be a wild ride because this is something we don't do. And what they did for us, that uh, Tamco company, is they sent us some equipment that we can use temporarily. So uh, yeah. we'll talk about what we're using uh, as we go. Um, Want to get into it with some reviews? Hey, let's do it. Okay, cool. Um, so David Starrett of the Christian Science Monitor, uh, viewers with a taste for bizarre, even surreal humor will have a ball. Accurate. Yeah. Um, I have three this time because they're short okay. and, and they're nice and they're yeah. saying nice things and yeah. they enjoy nice things. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan Rosenbaum of the Chicago Reader says, the Big Lebowski is packed with show-offy filmmaking and as a result is pretty entertaining. Yeah. It might be a little show offy, sure, but it's so much fun that who cares? It's a lot like older Simpsons where it's like realism mixed with surrealism. So like yeah. those weird like dark fantasies that happen while real shit's happening. So that's a that's a good review. I like that. And it's so well explained because the yeah. trippy stuff, you know, it could be an acid uh, flashback. I think he even mentions that during yeah. the movie. Yep. Um, okay, so I got one more review, and I'm going to have you uh, maybe guess who this, uh, okay. who this is. Okay. <laughs> sure. Uh, some may complain the Big Lebowski rushes in all directions and never ends up anywhere. That isn't the film's flaw, but its style. You want to guess who said that? That's Roger Ebert, right? Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. I, no, I can't tell if he's saying that as a compliment or I think insult. it is. Yeah, because yeah. because he gave it a 75 out of 100. I think. Okay, so that's fair. Yeah, so uh, one thumb up from Mr. Ebert. Yeah. Got any YouTube stuff? Yeah, and just like like what you were saying, like nothing really notable because it's not like the other movies we've been watching that are very polarizing. Hey, everybody yeah. has something good to say. So this is from, um, yeah. I clicked one of the clips, it's like a seven-minute video, like the best of Big Lebowski. Um, a lot of it is just quotes. You know, Donnie was a good bowler and a good man. Yeah, well, that's just like your opinion, man. Um, hands down, one of the best comedies ever made. Uh, the older I get, the more I can relate to Jeff Lebowski. And my favorite, favorite comment, and I'll, I'll end it one here. I love how everyone gets into his apartment without any care whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, they do get in and out, no problem. And he just walks in and there's someone standing behind his shoulder. He's like, oh, shit. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> uh, so you want to get into test number one, the Keystone Apparatus? Yeah, let's do it. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, step up to witness my latest creation, the darn two enraging, deucing, convoluted, highfalutin keystone apparatus. You want to know if you're putting her a prey? Then step this way and have your say. Wait, oh no, what's happening? Something is going terribly wrong! The keystone apparatus. Uh, this one was easy to uh, sand down, refile, and smooth out, so yeah. we're, we're good to use it. Um, okay. So uh, this device gives us a proper uh, evaluation of the ecosystem of movies that our subject exists in. Um, usually we are um, aware that the movie is not as good as the movies surrounding it. So we end up uh, calling it prey. Um, it is not as strong 
and fades away when you when you compare it to movies in its community. But in this case, uh, we will see how the Big Lebowski fares sure. um, in its little community. So starting with uh, Hubie Halloween with mm-hmm. Adam Sandler. Okay. Uh, did you see that one? I haven't even heard of it until this very moment. Okay, it's, I think it's a Netflix, one of the ones that he signed on that big contract yeah. for. Yeah. Okay. I uh, got a 53. I haven't seen it either. I have no interest. Right. It, it might be good for the pod because I bet you it's terrible. Okay. Uh, Talladega Nights with Will Ferrell. It was okay. Yeah. What, how'd it do? It got a 71. I was surprised by that. I, I thought that was. Seen, I don't think I've seen that one. I've seen most of his movies, but I don't think I've seen that one. It doesn't deserve a 71. That's okay. for Rotten Tomatoes. That's good. Yeah. Uh, due date with Robert Downey Jr., Zach Galifianakis. Okay. Uh, that got a 39, and I was surprised because I would slip those two. I, I thought yeah. Due Date was pretty funny. Okay. Uh, fun with Dick and Jane, Jim Carrey, uh, 29. All right. That's fair. That's fair. That's a bad movie. Yeah. Um, I went with Ferris Bueller's Day Off because, um, okay. you know, we, we want to be fair to the Lebowski. And uh, that's with Matthew Broderick. He's got an 80. Okay. Pineapple Express with Rogan. Got a 68. Okay. And finally, Yes Man with uh, Dave Chanel and mm-hmm. Carrie. Um, got a 46. Also okay. fair. So the average here was a 55. Okay. Uh, you want to guess what Lebowski got? I want to say it's, it had to have gotten like an 85. It got an 83. Okay. Which is a oh. strong score um, and the best among all of the scores that I took. So we yeah. have our first Predator, right? Yeah. Hey. Wow. Not surprisingly, though, because we we said this is a good movie. Yeah. It's proving it already in test number one. So uh, let's move on to uh, test number two. And this is the elevator movie plot pitch. And the only device that we actually use for this one is a stopwatch. So uh, no need to fix that piece of equipment. We're going to get into it. An easy way to determine the strength of a movie is to summarize the plot as succinctly as possible. The gold standard plot pitch for the bomb soldier is Spielberg's Jurassic Park. We're going to, uh, we're going to see about that. Short, clear, and easy to understand Jurassic Park can accurately be summarized in this little 10 seconds. When summarized, bad movies are convoluted, unclear, and lengthy. To help us determine how bad our subject is, we compare it to the plot pitch, uh, of our 10 second standard. Any seconds that it goes past that is our score. Um, I say we use the Big Lebowski as our uh, new standard. What do you yeah. how do you feel about that? I think that's okay. totally fair. Cool. And then going forward, we will use that measurement as our stick. So okay. uh, let's get into it. The elevator movie. Yeah. Hey, 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 I, I got to show you my script for this movie that I just came up with. Uh, you ever see, um, have you ever seen Top Gun? It's like the guy from Top Gun, but he, he works at a mall. Okay, so it's a nice rock fairy. Hey, 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 sir, sir. I know you're in a hurry. Hey, 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 Jeffrey Lebowski, better known as The Dude, is unwillingly dragged into a kidnapping scheme that seems to get more com- uh, confusing as the clock ticks on. Is he the fall guy, a half-assed PI, or just really high? Time. 14 seconds. Cool. Sounds like a good standard. You want to shave off a second for my little stumble there? Yeah, we'll call it 13 seconds. That's, that's fair. 13-second Thir- standard. All right, cool. All right. Uh, what do you give that for a star rating? I'll, I'll give that. I'm gonna give it a four. Cool. Uh, that's just for our records. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> all right. So uh, here's one of the pieces of equipment that we had to uh, send out to get recalibrated, and that uh, was our indefensible dialogue counter. So instead, they sent us um, basically it's a mirror image uh, device, and that is the incredible dialogue counter. Mm-hmm. Um, so what we're going to do is just um, number the uh, great lines of dialogue here, and there are many, so um, we're going to get into this nice wordy uh, uh, movie with the test number three, the incredible dialogue counter. Something poignant and relevant to the story. Something equally smart and observant. Hello, hello. 
Uh, number right. one, George Bush right in the beginning uh, on the television while he's in the store, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, utters, this aggression will not stand, which really did happen. Uh, the reason yeah. I bring that one up is because Lebowski uses it like three times later in the movie, <laughs> yeah. which is just awesome. Uh, it's just something he heard, didn't realize he, you know, didn't realize he had it in his back pocket and just kept whipping it out during the yeah. movies. So. And that's the thing with this movie with the dialogue. I, I, I figured you must have had a field day because th- there's no fat in this movie. Like every line counts. Yeah. In some way it, or another. It, it was tough. And, um, so I do have a bunch of lines, uh, right. but I also had to decide what I was going to use for our next segment, which I'll get okay. into when we get there, but, sure. uh, it's more lines of dialogue. So, right. um, yeah, yeah, just, Everything is funny. Everything's yeah. great. Number two, uh, the dude, after being assaulted in his apartment, says, do I look married? The toilet seat's up, man. <laughs> which, which is true. I mean, good point. Yeah. Uh, most of us husbands are um, trained by now. Yeah. That down. At least I am. I don't know about you. But. I, see, what I do is I just pee with a seat down. And then I yeah. just wipe, if I dribble on the seat, I just wipe it with my foot. Wipe it with a foot, yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> um, I, uh, I do the same thing, only I, I rip off a piece of toilet paper and just drop it to the ground so that while I'm peeing, I can try to grab it with my toes. It's a fun little uh, game. That's yeah. fun. Um, number three, obviously you're not a golfer. Yeah. He's the, Guys holding a bowling ball somehow doesn't know what that is. So yeah. the dude comes out with that one. Pretty funny. Yeah. And that's like bing, bang, boom. It's like been six minutes in, in yeah. the movie and I've already got three lines of dialogue. All right. Um, so number four, Donnie says to Walter, um, it really tied the room together talking about, uh, Lebowski's rug, right? Yeah. Walter says, forget it, Donnie. You're out of your element. And then turns to, uh, dude and says, also, dude, Chinaman is not their preferred nomenclature. Asian American, please. <laughs> Which gives you a feel for what he's like. Yeah. Like a total asshole in some respects and really woke for 90 yeah. Um Number five, the little Lebowski urban, urban achievers. I thought I'd just throw that out there. Yeah, that's great. Um, number six, Donnie. What's a pederast, Walter? Walter says, Shut the fuck up, Donnie. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so mean to Donnie. Yeah. That's their dynamic, though. Uh, dude to Jesus, he says, uh, yeah, well, uh, you know, that's just like your opinion, man. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, it's, it sums him up perfectly because it's the laziest retort I yeah. may have ever heard, but that's what <laughs> makes it so funny. Yeah. <laughs> he just doesn't care, I guess. Um, all right, number eight. This one's a little wordy. I'm going to give okay. it my best. All right. Uh, Jesus says, you pull any of that sh- crazy shit with us, you flash your piece out on the lanes. I'll take it away from you and stick it up your ass and pull the fucking trigger till it goes click. You said it, man. Nobody fucks with the Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Tortoro was just awesome in this movie. Yeah, he was. I would talk about him more if he didn't only have like three lines. Apparently there is a Jesus or a Jesus movie. I didn't know that. I heard that. Yeah, I heard yeah. it was in the works. Yeah, I think it's out now, but I haven't seen it. Oh, what? Really? I yeah. definitely have to check that out. All right, so number nine, uh, dude is worried about Bunny. Uh, and Walter says, Saturday, Donnie, is Shabbos, the Jewish day of rest. That means I don't work. I don't drive a car. I don't fucking ride in a car. I don't handle money. I don't turn on the oven. And I sure shit don't fucking roll. Yeah. Summer shots. <laughs> and let me just step in here real quick. I'm not adding to a quote or anything because I don't, I know there's yeah. more coming up, but the, yeah. the thing that makes the dialogue in this movie so great is when it's always, it's always Walter and the dude or like Walter yeah. and Donnie talking like one on one. And there's always somebody else interrupting or trying to get a word in edgewise and then turning around, shutting it down, going back to each other without skipping a beat. And that is so accurate to real life when you're, when you're talking with your yeah. friends, you've knocked a couple back or whatever. And I, I think they, they, they nail that throughout the whole movie, the stammering and the interrupting and just, hey, Donnie, shut the fuck up. Now, the thing is, you know, yeah. that whole, every time it, they, they nail it, like they must have, there must be so many outtakes or they must have just done it so naturally that. There may not have any many outtakes, but I just yeah, I, it does film. make you wonder how well um, 
Jeff Bridges and Steve Buscemi and John Goodman knew each other because they did yeah. seem like they were just buddies. Yeah, it seemed know? like they were just having a night out and like it happened to be on film. Good directing too, probably. Yeah. Uh, number 10, Maud about the porn. Okay. She said, this story is ludicrous. <laughs> you can imagine where it goes from here. And then dude says, he fixes the cable. <laughs> Which I just, I, I thought that maybe this story is ludicrous. That had me laughing a little bit more than yeah. he fixes the cable. Same idea, I guess. Yeah. Um, number 11, Walter says to dude in the diner, he says, you want a toe? I can get you a toe. Yeah, by 3 p.m. amateur. <laughs> yeah, with with nail pump. <laughs> He's just so awesome. Uh, number 12. Uh, I've got a few more here. Number 12. Uh, after they're leaving Larry's house, the kid, right? Yeah. Dude says, no, Walter, I did not. It did not look like Larry was about to crash. <laughs> like... Like Walter had been saying that they almost got him to to fess up. About I got in his head. I got in his head. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. Number thirteen. Walter um is talking about the nihilists, right? Yeah. He says, "I mean, say what you want about the tenets of national socialism, dude. At least it's an ethos. And also, let's not forget. Let's not forget, dude, that keeping wildlife an amphibious rodent for you know domestic." Within city limits, uh, that that ain't legal either. <laughs> <laughs> the marmot, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like a ferret or something. Uh, dude was like, "Oh, nice marmot!" Before they put it in the tub with him. Yeah. But, um, Walter to the nihilists after the nihilists were complaining that uh, they're not getting the money or whatever. Yeah. Walter's like fucking dipshit with a nine-toed woman before he does. <laughs> God, this movie was awesome. Just so funny. <laughs> All right. Uh, finally, I'm going to give you Walter's dialogue about Donnie. Yeah. He died as so many young men of this generation before his time. In your wisdom, Lord, you took him. As you took so many bright, flowering young men at Quezon, at Landoc, at Hill 364. These young men gave their lives, and so did Donnie. Donnie, who loved bowling. And so Theodore Donald Karabatsos, in accordance with what we think your dying wishes might well have been, we commit your final mortal remains to the bosom of the Pacific Ocean that you love so well. Good night, sweet prince. And then he scatters <laughs> the ashes right, all the over the dude. <laughs> and dude's like, everything's a fucking tragedy with you, man. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! That like the, the stifled hug afterwards. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, dude. Like he d- he doesn't even have anything to say back because he knows it's really really fucked up that he just spread Donnie yeah. all over. I, the <laughs> fact that like he he's like shaking the can out and you can see all the ashes like yeah. just pushing Whipping their way back. into the dude, and then and then he turns around and dude is like clearing Donnie out of his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> I was just dying. And it's not, it shouldn't be funny, you know? That's, yeah. That shouldn't be a funny thing, but it was just so well done. Uh, do you have anything else to mention? I do have some dialogue coming up in our next test. But, uh, yeah, I'm not going to go dialogue, but just some visual dialogue I really like. Like, like I was saying, yeah, sure. um, it, it's a lot like early Simpsons with the surrealism and the realism. Um, yeah. Especially like, when Goodman's like pulling the gun and he's like, you're about to enter a world of pain. And it's like, it shows yeah. the camera just like pointing down the barrel of the gun. Yeah, um, yeah. Nice. And then other, other parts, um, uh, when Donnie died, um, yeah. you know, it's when he, he only picked that, he only knocked down nine pins and he's, a, he was a lefty and you see him kind of like do that with his hand. He was already oh. having his heart attack before oh. the guy in the fight with okay. him. I didn't catch that until this time I was watching it. And then, That's really so, so he was already dead in, in like, you know, in that universe. Like he was already, yeah. So like that whole fight with the nihilists, he probably, that probably didn't like, that probably wasn't what pushed him over the edge. He, he was saying probably that wasn't the, the catalyst. Yeah, no, he, he had the, he was, he was feeling it while he was bowling. Dude, and, I would say that's a crackpot spot of conspiracy theory bullshit, but I yeah. am inclined to agree with you. I, yeah. I'm looking forward to watching that back. Yeah, so, so little things like that, like very, very subtle things. And, um, one more, um, one more visual dialogue, uh, Philip yeah. Seymour Hoffman's character. 
Just oh my god! When, when he's like opening and closing the chamber doors and his head's down all solemn and he opens <laughs> yeah. it back up, he he just over he overacts in like the perfect way. He's like, oh my yeah. dude, you have no idea. And just, yeah, so he, he's great. Yeah, I, he's another one. Like I wish that uh, Brant would show up in Jesus. I don't know whether he does or will. Yeah, um, but. Brant was just an amazing character and Philip Seymour Hoffman just crushed it. it I, yeah. It's sad that he's gone because he yeah. was so good. Yeah, he, he was, was good at everything. Yeah, you know? he really was. Um, all right. Uh, so you get to move on to test number four. Sure. Let's do it. Okay. Here's another piece of custom equipment we had to have shipped in special for this episode. Um, this one is called the good as Goodman device. Uh, so normally it's our emotometer. Um, which measures overacting. But in this case, um, good as Goodman will measure, uh, how close you get to how good, uh, John Goodman's over the top character was here. Because I don't think he was necessarily overacting. His character had to be that crazy. And John yeah. Goodman just knocked it out of the fucking park. Okay. So we're going to see, um, you know, we're going to, we're going to see what Walter says to achieve, um, such high marks. And then we're going to, um, plug these numbers I already have into the good as Goodman okay. device to see how close they come to, uh, John Goodman's 10 out of 10. Okay. Uh, so let's get into it. Uh, test number four, the good as Goodman device. Good man, good man, all good, good men go to heaven. Mm-hmm. There it is. <laughs> All right. Um, so starting with number one, um, as, as we do with the emotometer, we usually build up. So I'm going to yeah. start with something that actually pissed me off a little bit. Okay. Um, would, would you agree that Flea was over the top? Yes, but um, in Flea's defense, have you ever seen – he's the voice actor for Donnie and the Wild Thornberries. And when he did okay. the voice acting for that, he went into the studio like completely like naked, wearing a loincloth, bouncing off the walls, going. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. All right. Um, I, I think that was one of his first acting roles, though. So it, the, the running with the scissors pissed me off a little bit. Mm-hmm. And um, like throughout most of the I, film, not much, but there's, there were parts where I was just like, ah, oh, calm down, dude. It wasn't so much his dialogue that bothered me. It was just the um, all the giggling. Yeah. Like I understood that he was pompous, yeah. Um, but it was over the top, and yeah. I thought not in a good way. So I gave um, the dialogue to the good as Goodman device, and it spit back out a t- two out of ten. Okay. Um, so he was one fifth as good as Goodman here. All right, fair enough. Uh, I'm going to move it on to number two, and that's Brant Philip Seymour Hoffman. Okay. Um, he says this picture was taken with Miss. Uh, Mrs. Reagan, when, uh, I, I'm going to start that. This picture was taken when Mrs. Reagan was the first lady of the nation. Y- yes. Yes. <laughs> Which was, uh, <laughs> double yes, super douche, uh, six yeah. out of ten. Okay. Uh, number three, and, um, this one's a little wordy, so. This is, uh, the Rich Lebowski to the dude. Okay. Hello, do you speak English, sir? Parlay usted inglés? I'll ask you again. Did I urinate on your rug? Every time a rug is mectorated upon in this fair city, I have to compensate the person? Are you employed, Mr. Lebowski? You don't go out looking for a job dressed like that, do you? On a weekday? Get a job, sir. The bums lose! <laughs> uh, I thought he did pretty well. It was another yeah. 6 out of 10. Yeah. It's pretty good at being over, over the top. Reminded me of Denslow from Basketball a lot. Ooh, okay, yeah, I like that comparison. Same kind of candor, same kind of, like, beaten cadence and, like, just bigness. Uh, yeah, 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 like that um, kind of John McCainy, Dick Cheney, sort of rich Southern yeah. Republican kind of guy. Yep. Um, number uh, four, this is the dude. He says, shit, Walter, he hung up, man. You fucked it up. You fucked it up. We get nothing, and they kill her. Uh, another, another six out of ten from the dude. Okay. Uh, number five, uh, this is Walter now. Yeah. Moving on to Walter. So, John Goodman trying to be as good as John Goodman. Yes. He, he goes over to, uh, Rich Lebowski and he goes, this guy walks, dude. I've never <laughs> been so sure. <laughs> I've never been so sure of anything in my life. Walk, baby. 
Akang baby ni Ronson. Yeah, uh, Akang means attention in German, by the way. Look yes. that up. Um, yeah, so that's something that apparently Americans say sometimes. Uh, but that that came out a seven out of ten. Okay. Uh, number six. You remember the guy, the cab guy? Yeah. Oh my god, yes. Yeah, he's like, "Fuck you, man." If you don't like my fucking music, get your own fucking cab. And then, like, literally pulls him out of the cab. He doesn't say anything yeah. else, but he was really over the top. Also a 7 out of 10. And I think the best part about that scene is the, what finally set him off to actual physical aggression was the dude going, and I fucking hate the Eagles, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, number eight. All right, we've got a little Jesus here. All right. Uh, this is like his other line of dialogue, so he makes it in yeah. like two for two here. Hey, what's this day unrest shit? What's this bullshit? I don't fucking care. It don't matter to Jesus. But you're not fooling me. You might fool these fucks in the league office, but you don't fool Jesus. It's bullsh bush league psycho stuff. Laughable, man. Ah, ah. <laughs> I would have fucked you in the ass Saturday. But I'll fuck you in the ass next Wednesday instead. Woo! You got a day Wednesday, baby. <laughs> that uh, I got a nine out of ten. Okay. Um. All right, Walter, jumping out of the car, he says, "Here is a ringer." <laughs> he throws the <laughs> bag of underwear out, the, and then he says, "Uh, okay, dude, you're the wheel. At fifteen miles an hour, I'll roll out. I double back, grab one of them, and beat it out of him." The Uzi? You didn't think I was rolling out of here naked, did you? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, man. He's so great. Yeah. Uh, I've got two more. What's the score on that one? Was that a 10? Oh, 9 out of 10. 9 out of nine 10. 10. Okay. And the best part about that one, too, about like, the, another visual dialogue, just yeah. very, very Simpsons-esque. He rolls out of the car, drops the Uzi, and just starts spraying bullets fucking yeah. everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Mostly hitting the dude's car. Yeah, pretty much. Walter, on a few occasions, uh, fucks up the dude's car pretty yeah. bad. Uh, speaking of which, number nine is Walter again. As he's saying to Larry, Son, this is what happens when you fuck a stranger in the ass. This is what happens. This is what happens when you fuck a stranger in the ass. As he's beating these, what is it, like a, a baseball it's like a, bat? It's a, it's a tire iron or oh, a crowbar. Yeah. 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 Uh, another nine out of ten is yeah. hilarious that it's not Larry's car. So yeah. another guy comes out and takes, you know, a baseball bat or the crowbar or whatever yeah. out of his hands and just beats, uh, dude's car up. The dude's true like, irony. I've got my car, man. <laughs> the, the true irony is he fucked a stranger in the ass just then. That's true. Oh my God. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. That's so true. Um, all right. Finally, um, this is Walter again. Okay. The, uh, I'm going to try not to laugh during this one. Hey. Over the line! This is not non-smoky. There are rules. <laughs> you mark that frame at eight, and you're in a world of pain. A world of pain. Has the whole world gone crazy? Am I the only one around here that gives a shit about the rules? Mark it zero! You think I'm fucking around here? Mark it zero! Yeah. As, he's, <laughs> as he's cocking the gun and pointing it in his face. Yeah. That's uh, that's where he went full on Goodman, and yeah. that's the ten out of ten we've been comparing. Comparing okay. everything up, um, his character's fucking nuts, but it works so well. It's amazing. Um, yeah. Do you, do you want to mention any any other overacting I might have missed, or, or are we good here? Uh, fuck a stranger in the ass. Um, when he bites <laughs> off one of the Nihilus ears and spits it into the fucking sky. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, that was great. It punches him right in the face, and then he comes over and uses the bowling ball. I think, on yeah, night. right in the stomach. Yeah, and then the one yeah. more, one more subtle one with the, yeah. they 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 get the car, they park it, and they come back and like it's stolen. And go, the first thing uh, Walter says is like, "Well, you did park in a handicapped spot." <laughs> 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 <Yeah>. <laughs> That's true. That that was funny. Um, all right, uh, we're gonna move on to test number five. Cool. Okay, let's do it. There, there is no, uh, we're carrying, uh, Schwarzenegger over for the full on ass cheek since there are no contenders from this really good movie. Yeah. Um, so test number five is the work still. 
Um, so this is a still like a, um, a whiskey or like a gin still. Yeah. Uh, so what that does is it, it takes, um, the concepts, ideas from the movie, uh, from back in 98 and it just lets it sit there, uh, mm-hmm. and process. And, and then we go back to it now in 2021 to see if it's, uh, you know, these ideas and concepts that we put in there are now yeah. like a nice fine bourbon or a nice fine gin that we can sip right out of the still. Yeah. Um, so let's get into it. Test number five, the work still. Oh my God, you can't say that. 2021. No, no, no. Actually, guys, guys, it actually holds up. Really? Yeah, it really does. Really? Totally. <laughs> nice. Um, all right. The fact that Walter comes to the defense of cultures, religions, and sexual orientations is pretty, pretty cool. Yeah. It's actually perfect for t- 2021. Yeah, and this takes place in like 91 too. I think 91 or 92 or something like that. And, um, yeah, it speaks volumes to like, I guess they're in LA and I guess they're a little more progressive than like LA and New York are the more progressive areas of the country. So I, I it's, it is kind of accurate, I guess, how yeah. people would be of that mind. Um, they're That's not, true. A, they're not in a flyover state. They're not in like Nebraska in the ni- early nineties. They're yeah, in like, right, Los right. Angeles. Yeah. Good point. So it worked then. It works now. Yeah. Um, I thought that number two, uh, the, the works of Maud being strongly vaginal. So yeah. she said, uh, the word itself makes some men uncomfortable. Vagina. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you know what? I, I guess if Maud was saying that to my face and like judging my reaction, it might make me a little uncomfortable. The word yeah. vagina itself doesn't make me uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, but you know, there, there is a loud feminist, um, character here. Yeah. Uh, who, who works really well in my opinion. How about you? Yeah. I like, she had a strong presence. She wasn't, um, da- like, cause every movie we've been watching has a damsel in distress. And yeah. even Bunny's not a damsel in distress. She's like pulling one over on everybody. That's and, true. and, and she's, uh, like the strong feminist going, like, I'm running the whole show here. <laughs> and yeah, very point. strongly opinionated, very strong willed. So, um, and intelligent. Yeah. Very insistent on like the whole doctor thing and all that. Yeah. Yeah. All yeah. that stuff. Yeah. Uh, number three, uh, I thought all of the songs on the soundtrack still work really well. Like timeless music. Yeah. Um, I could say more, but I'll leave it at that. Yeah, fair. Uh, number five, I have a question for you. Okay. Um, this still works for me, but, uh, is Sam Elliott God is, um, you know, the, the stranger, the, the Sarsaparilla guy. Yeah. 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 That's Sam Elliott, the actor. Is he, is yeah. he God? I think right, so. Here's the thing. Uh, I think that because I was thinking about the same thing too. Because he's the one narrating the whole movie, right? Yeah. Like not throughout the whole movie, but like he, he has prominent narrative, like first, second, and third act. He narrates it. Yeah. And yeah. Um, I think he just might just be a passerby or someone who hangs out at the bowling alley, and th- they're so wrapped up in their own shit. And Lebowski's always like three white Russians deep and like fucking high as shit. I yeah. think I think he was just told the whole story and he just wanted to share the story. So okay. I don't think it's like, I don't think he's pulling any strings. I think he's I think he just witnessed more of it than the actual people involved in it witnessed, and he he's just like am- amazed by their um, stupidity. I guess. Okay, here's one uh, one piece of evidence I have that might suggest that he is God. Okay. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> like so he doesn't hang out with the dude. Yeah. Right. Like maybe he got the story explained to him and that's how he knows everything. Yeah. Um, but having spent no time with the dude at all, he asks the dude if he has to use so many cuss words, which is like a purity question. Yeah. That's true. You know what I, I mean? Never and he, that. Yeah. Yeah. And he doesn't know him. So like he doesn't know how many curse words he uses really unless mm-hmm. he has some kind of omniscience, you know? Yeah. So like I was feeling that way, like, this is a, like our our country, like our old west kind of like yeah. version of God, you know, where he where he can yeah. narrate, he knows everything that happens, and then he just engages in a dialogue with the dude because he finds the dude so interesting. Yeah, um, that's um, neither here nor there. Who knows? Okay. Let's leave it a mystery, right? Yeah. Um, lastly, I have, and uh, I, I I put this in here because I had to have it somewhere, and. Um, it still works really, really well for me. Okay. Uh, the dude is at Jackie Treehorns. Yeah. 
Jackie is asking him to get involved in the scheme uh, to get the money for Jackie, right? Jackie yeah. wants to procure the money for himself. Yeah. Uh, the dude is, is wondering if he is involved in the kidnapping scheme or what, what part he has to play yeah. here. Uh, <laughs> so Jackie uh, excuses himself to take a phone call. Yes. Uh, he goes over and, and the dude being suspicious of him is watching his every move. As mm-hmm. Jackie Treehorn takes the phone call, yeah. he takes out a notepad yeah. and he starts jotting down something, um, you know, and the dude is thinking this is probably important information. Maybe this is where the drop off for the kidnapping is happen, yeah. happening. You know, who knows? Maybe that, maybe it'll be an address on there. Maybe there'll be something I can use. Yeah. You know? So Jackie, um, rips the note off. He shoves it in his pocket. He comes over to the dude. He's like, will you excuse me? I, I have something important to do or whatever. Right. Yeah. And he, he walks off, um, just for a couple minutes, we're on the assumption that dude doesn't have much time. So dude has a presence of mind, which is not often, but yeah. he has a presence of mind to run over and use the pencil yeah. on the notepad to do the sketch trick, right? Yeah. You know, the old stenciling over the grave to see what it used to yeah. say or whatever. Yeah. So he stencils over the important note that Jackie Treehorn wrote <laughs> down, and it's just a picture, a stick figure of a guy with a huge boner. And then- <laughs> Dude, the first time I saw that, I could not stop laughing. It still made me like roll on the ground. I have a bad sense of humor, I think, because I don't laugh very hard anymore about anything, you know. But that had yeah. me just fucking dying. I'm still like, laughing. What could, right he, now. What, what could he have possibly been told on the phone? <laughs> I don't know. But he wasn't listening. Yeah. <laughs> he clearly wasn't listening yeah. to whatever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh my god. Okay, that's the work still. And I, I yeah. think uh everything that I mentioned is is uh, a fine wine at this point. Uh yeah. what do you think? You got anything else you want to throw in? Um I like the just the make, making fun of the LA cops when he's Oof. like can you can you just like get someone on this? He's like, Yeah, I have four guys on the case. Well, we have a whole unit looking at your car. <laughs> yeah. Um, just him with the milk mustache writing yeah. a check for sixty seven cents. <laughs> um, at Ralph's is another yeah. good one, and yeah. I mean, there, there's so there's there's so many things that hold up. I I I, I could basically I just, just start to finish, start just play the whole movie. It holds up like that's yeah, seriously. And um, you know, one one more thing that I'll say as an honorable mention is um, I mentioned it before, but there's a lot of dialogue that's repeated in here, and yeah. sometimes that's a um, that's a bad thing in movies, but in this case, it's not because you yeah. don't um you don't know what is like just him being totally burned out or yeah. him using correctly in a sentence. Like yeah. he is sometimes using things because he, he has full knowledge of what he's saying, but yeah. other times you can tell that he is just repeating something he thought yeah. he sounded cool, you know, cause it came to mind. Yeah. Um, so I thought that aged really well. Cause if you listen, you know, you can watch it back and look for those lines of dialogue that repeat themselves throughout the movie. And it's kind of, it kind of makes it like a fun little, maybe drinking game or something. Yeah, and he like he yeah. snaps in fully lucid, like, and then he he'll be like, "Yeah, this happened, and that happened, and that happened. Therefore, this person's a patsy, and we need to, like it's yeah, yeah, full lucidity in that, yeah, yeah, and then yeah, he does. Um, okay, hey, why don't we um, why don't we do your ad read? Oh yeah, let me uh pull this up real quick. This is actually a really good sponsor. I'm glad to have him on board. Uh, <clears throat> today's episode of the Bomb Filter is brought to you by Weed and Booze. That's right. Weed and booze. Need your nights at the bowling alley to be a little more exciting? Weed and booze. Need to get through the next round of term papers and lab hours? Weed and booze. Do you suspect a millionaire's trophy wife of kidnapping herself so she could have a higher allowance by proxy through collecting ransom money? Weed and booze. Because if you're not getting wavy gravy every once in a while, life is a fucking horrifying waking nightmare from which one cannot wake up. Weed and booze. Try it. Wow. Well said, sir. Well said. Um... You know, I uh, I won't make any comments as to uh, my own consumption, but um, yeah, I I um, I do like at least one of those substances. Same, at least one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, test number six. Uh, this is the new two meter. Uh, so what this is is an exact flip. So we we got a uh, another piece of machinery here mm-hmm. um, that works just like our accounting for entropy. Um, it just works in reverse. So instead okay. of talking about things that are tropey in a movie, we're going to talk about things that we maybe have never seen in a movie before. Okay. Original ideas, because that's yeah. what makes them good. Um, All right. So let's get into it. Test number six, the new two meter. You can't go wrong when your story is strong. So don't be a dope. 
Knock off them tropes. That that was incredible. <laughs> that that was actually one of my favorite bumpers. That, that's Chick Chickoria Olio off one of their. I don't know. It's one of his quintets, I think. But it's good stuff. Awesome. Yeah. Um, number one, the super duper lazy hero. Yeah, they, they they tried it with Pineapple Express. I mean, like that was in the same wheelhouse as far as like the yeah. um, the uh, Keystone. But yeah. This, this this one was so much more reserved and tasteful. So I think this yeah. was like the, this is like the archetype for that that kind of hero. Exactly. Yeah, because this came way way before. Right. Yeah. So so yeah, definitely the archetype. Um, number two, uh, the Jesus is just yeah a totally new wacky character for me. I've just never yeah. seen somebody so passionate about bowling. Plus, he's a pederast. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> eight year old very <laughs> he's he's multi dimensional for sure. Yeah. Uh, number three, Walter, the woke but damaged veteran. Yes. Uh, number four, um, uh, was this the first like mainstream use of a group of nihilists? I, mainstream, probably, yeah. But there's there's probably so many indie films that are like you know nihilist breakfast, and it's just like people <laughs> just laying on the floor for an yeah. hour and a half. <laughs> Maybe they have a stack of Lincoln Bear. Lingonberry, what was it? Lind- Lindenberry pancakes. Lind- yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, all right, number five. Had to throw this in there. Um, you know what was new about this movie? What's that? The Lebowski, uh, the dude I guess that is still used today. You know, the one where he like sees Larry's Homer and he like readjusts his eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Cause he's so like stoned. He's just yeah. like. And yeah. that, that gift is just like all over the place. So yeah. well done. That's the first gift ever. Yeah. Fair. Definitely the first one ever made. Yeah. Uh, number six, uh, the strong woman yoga for conception doesn't want a father in the picture. Yeah. She doesn't have any interest in the dude, uh, being a dad and she knows that he won't want to be. Yeah. So she used him for his semen, which yeah. I had not seen in, in a movie before that. Um, yeah. Could exist, and I want you to feel free, listeners, to uh, email us or, you know, just blast us on social media. Whatever you want to do, um, let us know if these are things that have happened before. I'd like to hear some examples. I think this stuff is interesting, so yeah. let me know. Let Rob know um, if we're dead wrong about this, and then we will tell you why you're wrong. Bombfilterpod at gmail.com. <laughs> Thanks, Rob. Yeah. Um, and number seven, this is it from me. Um, the spread ashes all over your friend being funny. Like yeah. one, I haven't seen it, but two, they made it hilarious. So yeah. how the hell? Yeah. Um, what do you think? You got anything you want to, you want to say was like something you hadn't, hadn't seen before. Cause at least for, for mainstream movies, just like the really artistic segues between, between action scenes, like the, the inside of the bowling ball rolling down the lane. Yeah. It's been, I'm sure it's been done like, like, I mean, like, especially in Hollywood, like in indie films, like throughout the decades. But as like growing up, cause we grew up when this came out. Um, yeah. it, it's like artsy, but it wasn't artsy. It was, it was, there was storytelling in the transitions, but you didn't necessarily need them. The visuals were like really kind of like clunky and spectacular, but didn't seem yeah. over the top. It was just really right. tight. It was really tight. So I agree. So for I don't know how to like articulate it, but it, that that was something that was new to me at the time I saw it, like in '98 when I was like a, sure. a kid. Well, thank you for mentioning those uh, those like cutscenes um, where they use like a lot of practical and, and CGI effects because yeah. it's going to transition us perfectly into test number seven, which okay. is just another flip. And this one um, is good cgi so normally we have a uh a scale that we use uh you might be familiar with it if not doesn't matter because we're not using it this time yeah. so uh this time i'm just going to tell you whether i thought it was awesome amazing not so good whatever robin you're going to let me know <laughs> if you agree okay cool all right okay. so let's get into it test number seven good cgi good cgi to the dead guy I wanted to resolve it a little brighter than last time because I fucked it up. Uh, well, thank you so much. <laughs> Another uh, live acoustic performance. Um, and you just really gave me the shivers, buddy. I'm glad. 
you do. I mean, just looking at you, but that's great. Uh, okay. Good CGI. Number one. Um, the opening credits and song, just the whole kitten caboodle. Awesome. Yeah. Um, number two. Okay. Uh, my maybe one and only, uh, I'll see, uh, as we get further into it, but I didn't love the dude flying over LA. Nah, I had like a really bad, like, like Peter Panny type of effect to it. Yeah. Um, um, it just, it was kind of obvious that he was on strings. Anytime you have yeah. to be like totally parallel with the ground. Yeah. You know, that's not how you would fly. I would argue on strings in front of a green screen. Yeah. Like, green screen. Yeah. yeah. Um, so was this part a, like, I mean, that's, he, he got punched first before that. Is that, is that right? That's when he got punched in the jaw, right? I think that's when he got punched I think in the jaw. so. Yeah. Um, so this maybe was just him getting like knocked for a loop and not an acid flashback. Yeah. Cause I think later on it is definitely an acid flashback. Yeah. Sure. Um, but number three, I wrote, uh, the toe. Yeah. The toe and like the gauze looked like a toe. Yeah. To me, like the way they wrapped it up and had like some of it like bloody bandage where it kind of stuck to it. And it was like the dark blood. Yeah, right. Dark blood. And yeah, and like it was kind of crystallized and like kind of ripped off yeah. of the gauze and stuff. It looked like a fucking toe to me. Yeah. Um, so I wrote amazing. Amazing. <laughs> um, you mentioned before, but the Uzi that went flying yeah. and like firing the circle, <laughs> I wrote that down for CGI because yeah. it looked perfect. It looked like an Uzi shooting in a circle to me. Yeah. It's like spinning around and, and looked dangerous. Yeah. Uh, so I wrote perfect. Perfect. Absolutely perfect. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, number five, the gutter ball sequence. This is what I'm saying. It's an acid flashback. Yeah. Uh, my condition. That song's awesome. Gets stuck in my head sometimes. Yeah. It's just fun to sing. I just dropped in to see what condition my condition was. Yeah. You know, I, I end up singing that at, at work all the time. Um, that also had the uh, nihilist pee pee chopping um, yeah. scene, the big scissors and stuff. I just, yeah. I, you know, I gave it a score of really good. That was after his drink was dosed, I think, right? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. Okay, so could have been that. Maybe it wasn't yeah. that. Maybe a little bit of both. Who knows? Um, couple, couple here concerning cars. Number six, uh, the car fire. Yeah. Uh, and number seven, the car crash. Like, um, couple of them. Yeah. Well, one, one in particular I was thinking of is when he drives, he drives a roach into his lap. He spills his drink And then the car like careens into a big garbage can, like a dump, a small dumpster or something. <laughs> uh, but he uh, lost the tail at that point. He lost that, uh, yeah. that other PI guy. Yeah. Uh, so it worked out. Um, and then finally, um, for me, the, the seed, Jackie Treehorn's place was just fucking cool. I wrote awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, you know, not to be a crass, like, you know, obviously shallow guy here, but like when you saw the naked form of a woman, like coming up and down the screen from like just a pitch black background. Oh, stops. With her, yeah. with her, uh, you know, nice, uh, um, I'll say it, titties. <laughs> her nice titties. Yeah. Um, you know, like appearing, dropping down and then up into the frame. Yeah. It was a, a, that's one of those artistic flares that was definitely show offy. Yeah. Um, but it made you wonder if it was like, we're getting into another like trip here. Yeah. You know, but it wasn't, it made a lot of sense. And then you saw that like really creepy guy who was like super happy about throwing her up and catching her. <laughs> yeah, again. The, like the revelry <laughs> in his face. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's what I've got for a good CGI. Do you want to okay. mention anything else? Um, just the, the dude's car just being ignited on fire. I mean, that was just a car on fire. It yeah. Yeah. Good. It just was like literally a car on fire. Yeah. Um, and I, just, just the camera work, just the, I guess the direction, um, mm-hmm. it's, it's the Cohen brothers, right? It's their first like breakthrough. Yeah. Right? So it's listed as Joel, uh, Cohen. Yeah. The director. Um, Ethan is on like uncredited, but yeah. he's on there. Okay. So yes, it's the Cohen brothers. So like, I keep saying this, but like, if you, if you watch like seasons two through five of the Simpsons, the, yeah. the camera work, I say camera in quotes because it's animated series is like right. identical. And that's why I love this movie so much. It's very Simpsons-esque. I don't think it was okay. intentional. I just think 
the Simpsons also had really good direction at that point on their, on their writing staff. Um, yeah. Just like, the, just namely like just rolling out of the car and the Uzi spraying, like that's something that like Krusty the Clown would do. And, yeah, right. and it's just, and like, just, you, you, you drop the thing on your lap, you light on fire, you pour your drink, you crash immediately. Like that, just yeah. that like sequence of events and like the, the, the facial expressions reacting to it just remind me of like those, those golden Simpsons episodes, like back okay. in the day. So cool. I will always pump that up. Yeah, well, I, I wouldn't have been able to draw that comparison as I had not gotten into The Simpsons as a kid. Yeah, um, that's good because I know that Simpsons has a, a wide audience, so you're yeah. definitely speaking speaking to a lot of people. Okay. Um, I didn't know what to call our logical consistencies. Uh, yeah. Maybe I'll just call it that. <laughs> yeah, I wrote some some extra musings. Okay, I'm just gonna tell you some other stuff I I thought while All I was right. watching the. Didn't fit into one of our tests. Uh, did we need Marty, the landlord, at all? Because th- he would have been my deep cuts. I'm going to say we need his mention at least once because because clearly the dude makes no money. Right. Clearly he has some because he's going bowling and bowling. I mean, like, it's, I mean, it's even not, then it was it's not cheap, but like, it's also not like yeah. it's not like a rich man sport either. It's not golf. But um, no, but if you play it like three times a day. Like those guys are always there. They're always at the bowling alley. Yeah, that's so gonna I, add up. I think he just needed that quick aside of, um, "Hey man, I'll be at your recital." Just, just something it, else because his landlord's like a good-natured, like a little like dim-witted guy, and that yeah. that that kind of explains to the audience how he's living at like in like a somewhat decent-sized place in L.A. Yeah. with no money. So yeah, right. I guess like, okay. he's. He's not needed. They could have done it like in passing somehow otherwise, but I think that's why they had him in there. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, cause his like recital and stuff, I was thinking like, dude, like I would just cut this out. Yes. Yeah. Not needed, but I, I guess, um, Donnie and, uh, and, um, Walter are there talking yeah. about like what they're going to do next. So that yeah. maybe it was important. I don't know. Um, next thing I want to say is, uh, poor, poor Tara Reed. She was yeah. gorgeous. Mm. she was just gorgeous and, you know, doing really well for herself. And then I think she just got heavily involved in drugs and surgery and just like fell off the face of the earth. Say hey, what? Tara Reed. Yeah. You know, bunny. Did I cut out? Yeah. No, oh, no, no, I got you. I, I was thinking, but she didn't fall out of the face of the earth part threw me off. Sorry. I was just like, uh, oh, just just that she was at the height of her popularity at this point. Like she really oh, yeah. wasn't an actress; she was like more of an MTV, oh, um, you know, celebrity. But you're talking she, about real. You're talking about real life, not the movie. That's why I got. Yeah, I like, sorry. Wait, Maybe uh, I should have prefaced right. by saying that. Yeah, um, yeah. I just thought you know this is like where she is at her like zenith. You know, yeah. Um, in terms of popularity, she's in a major movie, and yeah. and she's absolutely drop dead gorgeous, in my yeah. opinion. And then she ruins her popularity and her looks by getting heavy into surgery and drugs and just yeah. dropping off the face of the planet. So yeah, that is a shame. It is. I, I just wanted to make mention. It's like um that guy Chief Swenson that played Bane. In oh Batman yeah, and Robin. You know, yeah. like same deal. Only instead of like you know losing his popularity, he like literally died. Yeah. So. Um, Julianne Moore does the poison ivy, sophisticated. Uh, Accents, correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is how, this is how you do it. This is it, like a master class. And yeah. it's not that I think that Uma Thurman's not good. I just think that she shouldn't have tried that. Yeah. And maybe it wasn't her decision, but, um, this is how you do it. Just saying. Yeah. Uh, the bums left the tape deck in the credence. I just thought it was funny that they, yeah, <laughs> that the cop mentions that, you know, there's that old dad joke where it's like, you know, all my CDs got stolen from my car, but they only took the ones that were good. So yeah. I feel insulted. Yeah. Yeah, right. Because <laughs> uh, they're saying whatever they didn't steal was crap. Yeah. Right. Um, I thought it was funny that as, as they're leaving, Donnie stays in the car at Larry's kid's mm-hmm. house. Uh, as they're leaving, they don't mention it, but they're all eating in an helper hurters. Yeah. So um, I one of the one of the big laughs for me, and it just wasn't something I could fit in anywhere else. But uh, 
I just love the fact that the dude spent a ton of time nailing a board down to the floor so that he could put a chair up to his door. <laughs> and, and then the uh, Jackie Treehorn's like, you know, uh, goons come in yeah. and they just open the door because it opens the opposite way. Yeah. <laughs> so a lot of that time is just totally wasted. And then he and trips he, over he, later. Like, shrugs, you know, just like, because yeah. he's the dude, he, he's not like that upset because he just shrugs stuff off. But he yeah. was obviously super disappointed in himself for it must have yeah. been an hour of nailing, you know. And then the next, the next time he enters his apartment, he trips over it because he forgot. <laughs> <laughs> <That's true. laughs> um. I thought the I, – I couldn't go without mentioning the chief of police. Um, yeah. You had mentioned the, the police before, but not the yeah. Malibu ones, I don't yeah. think. Um, and I just wanted to mention that when he threw the mug and, <laughs> and hit the dude in the head, <laughs> that made me laugh too. <laughs> um, he's, he's like, uh, you hear what I'm saying? He was like, I wasn't listening. And then he just chugs <laughs> the mug at him. Um, do you okay? So, last thing I'm going to say in um, in using this category here, right. um, did you like the sort of um, Napoleon Dynamite style, uh, no real ending? No, I'm a fan of that because, like, they did that with a show I haven't seen, but I know about um, Sopranos, and like yeah. ended mid sentence. Um, my <laughs> wife is uh, Stacy's watching um, Orange Is the New Black, and like, I guess that kind of ends like. It's just time still goes on after what yeah. what the series is going to capture. Yeah. So I, I like that because it's just they're you know they're gonna go back to doing the same shit they've done. And yeah. in this in this instance it worked really well. In other movies it doesn't work so well. But um mm-hmm. I think in Big Lebowski you just hey, fuck it, dude, let's go bowling. Like, they're gonna go back yeah. to league night, yeah. they're gonna find a, uh, they're gonna find a surrogate for Donnie and yeah. they're just gonna just go about their shit. Yeah, I um I actually really like it because there's it's it's especially I think with a story that doesn't really have a defined direction like uh Ebert said it runs in in different directions doesn't really end up anywhere. Yeah. Um how do you you can't tie up all the loose ends that way, you know? No. And you have to just leave it off like um like it's any other day, I think. Yeah. Um okay, I'm going to do the bad credit names. Okay. And then we've got some stuff to go over. Um, okay. It's going to be a fun, like, season ender um, okay. recap. And uh, so let's do the bad credit names, starting sure. with number one. I'm g- number one through uh, 11, and we're going to ramp up. So they're not going to be okay. very funny. Uh, Gilly Rubin. Gilly Rubin. Okay. Uh, Dennis Jumped. <laughs> Clement Beck. Ugh, I just, yeah. I just, that just uh, sounds unpleasant. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Uh, well, so this one is kind of a double entendre, but right. Patty Patty Cook. Okay. So she's a burger. Yeah. Uh, sticking on the foods, uh, Cookie Lopez. <laughs> <laughs> Cookie Lopez. Okay. Uh, and what food might do to you, Brian Biles? Okay. Biles is rough. Yeah, it's really rough. Here's a couple names I've never heard. Uh, Spring Aspers. That's really unfortunate. Yeah. Uh, Happy Waters. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, three more. All right. Uh, Senor Greaser. <laughs> <laughs> Why was Chris, I'm just imagining Christopher McDonald from Greece too. <laughs> Dude, I, uh, we gotta, we gotta do that one again. Yeah, that was, yeah. So uh, we had a pilot episode, guys, uh, and uh, one of them was Grease Two, and it was so bad and so fun. I'll watch it again. Cool. Yeah, maybe next season. <laughs> okay. Um, number ten, Big Dave Dilberto. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, the best one so far. All right. Um, number eleven. You know how Bunny is listening to Viva Las Vegas in the car? Yeah. Uh, do you know who the recording artist is? Oh, I should, and I'm ashamed that I don't. His name, what he goes by anyway, is Big Johnson. I I did not know that then. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> that's um, that's bragging, and I hate it, and it yeah. sounds stupid, and I yeah. hate it. Um, all right, Rob, I wanted to do this just for fun. Okay. 
what was your personal favorite bad movie out of all the all the eight that we did? What did you enjoy watching the most? Yes, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Batman and Robin because uh, there's still wow. some okay. there's nostalgia in that for me still, and I I just want it to be good so bad, and it's not okay. So I guess I'll go with that. What would yours be? I actually think, and this is a weird poll, but I actually think it was Waterworld. Okay. I feel like it was, like it was a good movie put through like a shit filter. Yeah. Um, where everything was just off enough to make it one of the worst movies ever. If they pulled off the Mad Max type of thing, it would yeah. have been better. Yeah, right. That's, I mean, and some of that was just fun for me to watch. Just, yeah. The, Probably the two hundred million they spent on it, maybe. Maybe yeah. I'm just shallow. No no pun yeah. intended. Um what about your least favorite? What did, what did, what was the most agonizing of these movies to watch for you? Dude, I oh god. Um not Wild Wild West, because I actually I laughed my ass off at that. Yeah, yeah. Um I'm actually pulling up our Instagram page right now because I blacked some of these out. Um, yeah. <laughs> Suicide Squad, I, I would say. Yeah, that's yeah. mine too. That's mine too. Um, all right. I, um, just to sum up, um, the Big Lebowski, since we're not gonna, we're not, you know, comparing it to anything else. Uh, although I can come back and reference these scores if we do other good movies in the future. Yes. Um, and then maybe eventually somewhere down the line, we can determine the best movie for me as well. Okay. But that is not the point of the pot, right? Absolutely not. Um, but here's the question about the, the Big Lebowski. Um, who, who did you like think did the best in this movie? Who did you come away from the movie thinking like that person fucking killed it? It's tough because it's like an ensemble and it's like yeah. the, the parts don't work without each other. Agreed. But I also feel like I came in for the dude but left with Walter. I agree. That's that's what I would have said. Yeah. Um, I And I feel like I feel like they're both fucking iconic. You know, the dude is iconic. Yeah. He's just not as polarizing, I guess. Yeah. Like Walter just sticks in my mind. I think about him sometimes. He's just, yeah, just so crazy. I love him so much. You could probably tell because it was very, the dialogue was at least very Walter heavy. Yeah. And yeah, moments in your real life. Um, one of our other pilot episodes. Well, no, it wasn't that we, we watched falling down before we came out with the concept for the show. Yeah. We, so we it wasn't. Yeah. yeah, and we were talking about like Michael Douglas, how like we when you first watch it when you're younger, he's like kind of badass, but then he's like, oh, he's kind of a Karen. He's just like yes. a, like a whiny little bitch. But yeah. think about in real life when you have moments where you're just like at like you're hanging on by a thread and like you're like one little like poke away from just losing your shit. And yeah. I would channel Walter. I think I wouldn't channel Michael Douglas. I wouldn't um, channel defense. I would channel Walter. Yeah, because Walter's kind of right. He's right, but is, is, he's so he fails so badly in his execution yeah. that it's just awful. But like he's, you know, he 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 does look out for those close to him, and he, uh, he he's like he even even taking care of his ex is Pomeranian. Like he's he, he has a good heart. Yeah, you can tell he's got he a good heart, but he's just mixed up. Right. Um. Okay. So yeah. So I'm I'm coming away from the movie with Walter as well. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give you the uh, season's rankings. Okay. Uh, from best to worst. So number one is the uh, best movie out of the ones we've done. Okay. Over the top. All right. By the numbers was the best movie we watched. Yeah. Number two. Number two, The Wicker Man. All right. Number three, Armageddon. Okay. Number four, Waterworld. Okay. Five, Suicide Squad. All right. Six, Wild Wild West. All right. Seven, Street Fighter. Yeah. And eight, your favorite, Batman and Robin 97. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So that's where things stand. That's season one wrapped up. We're going to start with season two. And and Rob, you want to tell us what we're watching for episode one, season two? George, George, Georgia, the jungle, strong as he can be. Yeah. Oh, watch out for um, our trees. We we thought it appropriate since Brenda Fraser's been in the news lately. Yeah. Um he, he is having a um Brendan Fraser renaissance of sorts yes. where his career is picking back up. 
uh, in celebration, we are doing George of the Jungle, maybe his worst movie, and that's saying something. Yes. And I've seen Monkey Bone, too, and I'm just throwing that out there. Oh, <laughs> uh, I have not seen Monkey Bone. Is that the one uh, that's, like, half cartoon? Yes, I think so. Okay. It was a long yeah, time yeah. ago, but I remember watching it going, like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it, because George of the Jungle was actually one of my uh, go-to movies when I was, like, 11. It was fun. So, it was a fun yeah. movie, dude. Yeah, so it's going to be really fun to make fun of because it's yeah. not going to be funny. No. No. That's, that's um, all right, man. That's uh, what I've got for uh, the Big Lebowski. Thank you to uh, the listeners and to uh, the Coen brothers for making that one because it was fucking great. Yes. Uh, so you want to, uh, send us out with where they can reach us and all that. Yes. A bomb filter pod at gmail.com. You can look up, look us up on any podcast streaming, uh, app. Uh, we're on anchor FM, pocket cast, Google play. Uh, I submitted everything to iTunes, just waiting to hear back from them. Uh, we're on Spotify. Um, we'll be on YouTube soon and we're, we're, we're going to keep growing as the seasons progress. Um, you know, once again, we're, we're, we're doing this in, um, like in living rooms and basements, uh, our whole rigs held together with a uh, bubble gum and paper clips. So we're, yep. we're slowly learning how to podcast and how to get this thing out there. So, um, once again, uh, thank you for listening. This has been the bomb filter. See you next week. Peace.